0: On today's Daily Slab, I am going to vent about sports. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Daily Slab. Welcome everyone to the Daily Slab. I am Nate, and what's happening today is that Wisconsin sports is such a disappointment that I am wearing a Kraken shirt uh, because it was a bad day for Wisconsin sports yesterday, and I am frustrated. Fr. Stray tit. So the day started out with an Aaron Rodgers trade, which was expected, and that's not the frustrating part. In fact, I think the Packers did very well. According to the Jimmy Johnson trade chart, the first round pick we moved up is equivalent to a hundred points in trade value. That's essentially the hundredth pick in the draft. We gave up a fifth rounder, got back a sixth rounder that lost us about fifteen points. So that combination. Um, the pick we picked up or the two spots we picked up minus the 15 points, um, plus the second rounder we picked up at 42nd, according to the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart, that was worth 565 points, which is essentially the 33rd pick in the draft or the 34th pick in the draft. Pretty good for Aaron Rodgers, but we also get a second round pick next year, um, or a potential first round pick. Wherever that might land, that will bump us up into what will realistically likely be a mid-round first round pick grade for all the points combined. Whether it be a late half of the first round pick or an early half of the second round pick, whatever it might be, we will get the equivalent of a first round draft grade when it's all said and done with all of the picks and everything that's been compiled together according to the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart. And you can see the trade value chart on your screen there. Pretty good haul for Aaron Rodgers, and obviously all good things must come to an end. But it is still sad, obviously, to see a player who's been a Packer since 2005 walking out the door to go play for another team like Brett Favre before him. I did think that once he signed that last contract extension that he would retire a Packer. Not the case and he is moving on to the Jets. Happy we got something for him, but still, it is sad, right? And so that's how the day started off. Also, in case you were wondering, Aaron Rodgers' card's slightly on the move. We're looking at his raw refractor, Topps Chrome refractor from 2005, and that card is up 49% in the last six months. A pretty healthy rise there Take that for what you will. It is up 49% with the news of the new signing or the new trade. So then you move on to the Brewers, right? And we're playing the lowly 7-13 Tigers. The Tigers who are last placed in the MLB in runs scored per game. The Tigers who are fourth to last in run differential. The Tigers who are 22nd in runs given up per game at 4.71 run, runs per game given up. So, they only score three runs a game. They give up 4.71 runs a game. We should be all right, right? The Brewers have been doing well. Wrong. The Brewers lost to the ha- the the Tigers. They lost to the Tigers of all teams. Uh, when all the other teams in our division are beating up on the Tigers, we manage to lose to We scored less runs than they give up on average, and we gave up more runs than they usually score on average. So, you have the Aaron Rodgers trade, and then you have the Brewers losing to the Tigers. Usually, the Brewers losing... Usually, actually, you trading away your franchise QB should be the worst thing that happens to a state in a day. But then... If that doesn't happen, the Brewers losing to the Tigers should be the worst thing that happens to a state in a day. And yet, not to be outdone, the Bucks managed to outdo all of that in one fell swoop. I've never seen a more embarrassing performance in my life. I've never seen a more disappointing performance in my life. And I watched a lot of 08, 09, 10, 11, 12, 13 Milwaukee Bucks teams. Those were not great teams. 09 team was good. Andrew Bokic gets injured. 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 especially terrible, terrible teams. And yet, yesterday was the icing on the cake for me and the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, it was terrible. We were up 101 to 89, the Bucks were. 101 to 89 with six minutes left in the game. That's a 12 point lead. You only have to last six minutes. They lost 119-114. to They scored 13 points while giving up 30 in the last 6 minutes of the game. Absolutely embarrassing. Drew Holiday on the day, 6 for 19, including 2 for 11 from 3. The most frustrated I've ever been with Drew Holiday in my entire life. The amount of times that Drew Holiday, we'd have scored 4 or 5 possessions in a row. Things are clicking, guys are passing, Drew Holiday would come down with like 15 seconds left on the shot clock and hoist a contested three. Like, what are you doing? We have our offense has been clicking. We've been moving the ball, and then you come down and do that. Two for eleven. The Bucks on the day were one for nine in uncontested threes. You can see this tweet here. One for nine in uncontested threes. Wide open threes, you make one. You lose by five points. Likelihood is if you make another. You don't have to have as many fouls down the stretch. You probably don't even lose by two points if you've made it. You might even want if you made one more wide-open three. And it came from guys like Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen and Brooke Lopez, guys that usually make those, missing the wide-open attempts. Super frustrating. Chris Middleton, we spoke about him. He was 4 for 12. He shot 33% from the field. And this and the reason I bring up Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton is because this was the biggest Bucks game of the year for them. This was a make or break. You either go down 3-1 or you tie it up 2-2. You get have to get a game in Miami no matter what if you want to win this series because you lost one at home. So you have to win this game. And what did they do? They shot 6 for 19 and 4 for 12 from the field between the two of them. Absolutely atrocious. And the the... Decision-making on Drew Holiday's part, also atrocious. And then you fast-forward, and and Bobby Portis scored five points on the game. The bench scored 16 total. Bobby Portis, at one point, passed up. This is like a six-man-of-the-year type guy passing up a wide-open three-point attempt for a guy who can make threes. He just passed it right up. And then I think those extra passes turned into a turnover. We missed bunnies at the hoop. Giannis missed layups, Brooke missed little bunnies, uh, I think Pat Connaughton missed a bunny at one point, it was terrible. Now, Giannis did play well, he had 26 points, 10 rebounds, 13 assists on 54% shooting, not much more I can ask from Giannis than that coming off of an injury in which he missed two games because of a bad back hip area. Like, he did as well as you could have asked, uh, he played amazingly, and yet the rest of the Bucks. Not Brooke, but the rest of the Bucks outside of Brooke and Giannis failed the team miserably yesterday. And it's made even worse by the fact that Jimmy Butler had a 56-point game. Jimmy Butler was fourth all-time in points scored in a NBA playoff game yesterday. He had 56 points, nine rebounds, two assists, uh, while well, only taking 28 shots, 19 for 28. It was an incredible, incredible game. The Bucks lost by five when a guy did that. That was a winnable, winnable game. A must-win game. I don't think you're winning three in a row after that letdown. So it was a must-win game. And in the biggest game of the year against a guy that just couldn't miss, he was prime MJ, essentially. The amount of contested mid-range jumpers that he was just not just nailing, but swishing, just swish, 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 not hitting off the rim and falling in, right? Beautiful shots. And then Chris Milton and Drew Holiday making a ton of money combined in the biggest game of the year. In a must-win situation, they fell flat on their faces while well, Jimmy Butler, in a huge situation, willed, single-handedly, willed his team to victory over a team that has the best player in the, in the game. The better point guard, the better third star, the better fourth star, (laughs) the more height, the more athleticism, and yet it was the Heat that went up 3-1 instead of the series being tied 2-2, and that was because of Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler was incredible, don't get me wrong. His PSA 10 base card, you can see it here, that has skyrocketed in the last month. We're talking 80% increase on this card in the last month. And you can see the last couple sales on the 24th and 25th even higher than that. It was an amazing, amazing game from Jimmy Butler. No taking anything away from him because it was one of the best single performances I've seen from a player in a playoff game in my entire life. It was like right up there with Giannis' 50-point game in the finals. That's how impressive Jimmy Butler was in this game. And yet, they only won by five. And they won by five because of guys like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Chris not taking enough shots, only 12 shots. Drew taking too many shots at 19 when he couldn't make them. Super frustrating. So, so upset with the Bucks. You watch the entire year, and yeah, I get it. Giannis missed a lot of game one, and he missed the last two games. If he doesn't miss those games, it's the rest of Game 1 or Game 3, it's probably a different story. But it happens. But he was back for Game 4. He played well in Game 4, and the rest of the team was an absolute failure outside of Brook Lopez. So frustrating. Makes me question why I like sports. Um, if you guys feel the same way or have these situations, commiserate in the comments below because it was as frustrating as I've ever been watching a sport in my entire life yesterday, just so upset with the Bucks, and uh, that is sports, I get it, and there's been some good movement, you know, Aaron Rodgers cards up because of the movement, Jimmy Butler cards up because of uh, what he did, but man, it was a tough day yesterday, super frustrated, and uh, we're going to wash our hands of that day, and we're going to move on to bigger and better things in the next couple daily slabs, just had to get that off my chest. Alright, thank you everyone for watching today's Daily Slab. If you like this video, please click that like button. And, as a friendly reminder, I do have a 2023 Bowman baseball break today. It is going to be a big one. There's not that many spots left as of this recording, and I don't know if there will be any spots left by the time you watch this video tomorrow. But if there are, we are on WhatNot at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m., Eastern time um, with Bowman Baseball. We've got some boxes and we've got three case breaks. Should be a great time. So I hope to see you there for that. But otherwise, please like this video. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow for the next Daily Slam. See you, everyone.